0: thank you for listening to the wannabes podcast this is a show where myself jd and wasabi two power-ranked new york city super smash brothers melee players document and discuss our experiences as competitive tryhards if you like what you hear give us a follow on twitter at the wannabes pod we post all of our episodes there and we have a link to our discord where you can ask questions and we will answer them that's enough of that let's get to the show wannabes episode 40 my name is jd
1: what's up this is wasabi good morning everyone
0: good morning indeed we are pulling off another one of our pre-work episodes it is 6 15 in the morning you know what we're up to we're talking about melee we're talking about this weekend's tournaments um and yeah let's just uh let's hop right into it man you went to gigahog didn't you
1: yeah i did i did went to Gigahog with hacks and laden through the snowstorm through and it was fun it was a really fun event i'm happy i went but i definitely pushed myself a little bit too much and uh i busted out a little bit i got, I got 17th losing to hacks um and you asl
0: oh, okay well i've heard of asl he's he's kind of on the come up right
1: yeah yeah, Sheikming. He actually ended up winning also doubles that day over Doc Lobb's team. Oh wow. Yeah. So kinda crazy.
0: Okay. So yeah, so you usually um will talk more about your play than results. So you feel like you your play didn't really come up to par?
1: Um, actually it was weird. I thought against hacks. Um well first before I played hacks I played this uh, Samus I forget what his tag was. It starts with an A. But it um number he's number three in Rhode Island, right behind J Knot and Joy Boy. Um but he was really good. It was a game five clencher. Um took me a read to win game five. So I'm happy I did that. And then against Hacks I played really well. Um it was three one all of them actually last stuck stock. You had to make a few comebacks also. So I'm feeling okay about that. Just with ASL, I haven't played a sheik in a long time and i think i wasn't as um aggressive against him Mm -hmm. as i wanted to be just because he was camping the he kind of like plays that like fable-esque like you know um stand by the side platforms up and down sort of thing and Mm -hmm. that was really tough to deal with and something that like i haven't played against too much um Especially in recent times, since there's no New York Sheiks, really, that, like, play like that. You know, like, you could say just Jason, but his style's so, you know, unique to just him. Yeah. That, like, it really doesn't apply.
0: Um, You could say Foxy Grandpa plays like that, but he's kind of hard to get a hold of.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. especially Ivan, yeah, Foxy's, he plays very similar to Foxy, but... Mm-hmm. Definitely tough to get that practice from Foxy. Um, so definitely frustrated, but um Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like frustration about it, but you know, it's not like I had like answers or it was a choke or anything. Um, and I'm still happy I went. I got to play with do money matches with Hoborg, with Warmer. We played like Fifteen games, three best of fives. Oh man, um, Palika and a few other people. So it was really worth it to go. It just was like tough that it was like, um, that I busted out. But I think I pushed myself a little bit too much, um, just because I had a work party and do like a friend's birthday, the night before. So mm. I actually like, don't think I prepped super well for Hog in terms of sleep actually i kind of fucked up my sleep schedule with hog also so like i slept at two the night before because of the parties i didn't drink too much because i knew i was going to hog and then i also got home around like two or three at hog so my sleep schedule's been mad off since then
0: well at least you had uh did you have yesterday off
1: um most of it i had to wake up for work for like the morning
0: right yeah, I um I feel you on that sleep schedule thing, man. It's I'm, I'm glad people are talking about it now. It's it's definitely something that um wasn't always the case with melee players, just understanding how important sleep was. But um yeah, that shit will fuck you up. And, yeah, yeah.
1: And like, Pilar was away for the weekend, so I really wanted to push myself and go. So I'm happy I did that. Mm-hmm. But I've been having a lot of like thoughts on. The game and how i approach it and i sat down with like nico both at this hax's nightclub and the and at hog uh, which he got second at and really talked about mm, some of the thoughts i've been having with the game and it's been honestly really fun to get like a different opinion um you know from someone who like now officially has done it
0: right and um well i mean this one it's not that applicable to our podcast i mean we talk about things that aren't melee related so maybe uh uh you know what maybe maybe we'll talk about it so so what's going on what's going on in your head to approach melee
1: um yeah so pretty much like what we've been talking (laughs) about is uh hmm, pretty much what we've been talking about was like this idea of like how do i put it like there's so many ways i could i could like there's so many different angles to this, but I think one of the big ones is that we were talking about, um, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm feeling well, I'm feeling good, like, I'm improving and Smash and stuff like that, and I'm, like, feeling confident in my gameplay, and so there is that, like, it's good to have, like, confidence and sort of that patient play, but to realize, um, but to still be honest with yourself and to have that sort of sense of urgency, so that, yeah, you can be improving, but, like, what like understanding where you sort of fall like if you're kind of like in a plateau or not like for example I think that like a big honest review of my gameplay is that you know I think I'm a really solid player but I'm not getting the consistent high results as like say Layton or Wally is and that's not like necessarily to compare but to like understand that to understand that like I'm not getting those results. And it's not, like, because they play floaties or anything, you know? And so asking, like, okay, what's the difference between how they're playing and how I'm doing? And, like, really be critical of my gameplay in that sort of sense, you know? Because I think it's really easy to be, like, oh, you know, like, I, you know, I can take them on, like, personally. But, like, you know, a lot of times they're making it farther in bracket than I am. And so to understand, like, okay, like, how... Why, why is that? Why are they making it farther in bracket? And then also like taking a look at. Also like kind of understanding. How do I put this? Like it's almost anti holistic. Which is kind of interesting. Because it's like. You know we're, we've, we've talked a lot about like work life balance. Which is really important. Um, and everything honestly. To make melee sustainable. And I definitely still agree with that. But in terms of, like, metrics to review on, I think I've noticed in my head that, like, even if it's subconsciously, it's like my my mind's trying to protect myself, emotions emotion subconsciously when I catch myself thinking, like, okay, well, you know, it's okay if, like, this happened because in, like, a melee tournament because, like, you know, I have work where I'm bouncing X, Y, Z and, like, another player only has... You know, melee. You know, like it's interesting because, like, if the metric is melee, then you know other things shouldn't really affect it. If you get what I'm saying, it's just that you have to like. It's important to you know like be holistic and make it sustainable. Like, but at the same time, if I'm just looking at melee skill, ironically enough, like my work and like how I'm doing there doesn't affect. How good I'm at it melee you know and so I've been talking about like both of those things with with Nico and kind of coming to the conclusion that you know I kind of am at a point where I need to really add more stuff to my game and so then we were talking about the concept of like refining versus adding stuff to the game and I think I'm very much fall in the category of like I need to see what's wrong and add new things to the game because um, You know, refining is really just, like, you know, it maxes out how good you can be with, like, the skill set that you have right now, while adding it, like, makes it more possible to, like, push on farther. And I think that, like, even though I've been improving steadily, like, there is a wall that I kind of need to break through um, that is, like going from like a local threat to like a ballaty in like you know to be considered top 100 you know and i think that's like a wall that i need to be honest with myself about like i'm not there yet that like even though i'm not necessarily comparing myself directly to like say like a Leighton or a wally to understand that they are there and they do things that get them there that i'm not doing currently in my gameplay and it doesn't matter that I have to do it like exactly how they do it, but to understand that there is a missing piece there.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think, well, I think there is a, a tough comparison with players that um, I think Puff is harder to compare it to than Peach. Actually, I think Peach and Fox players have a lot of commonalities. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I think looking at Wally would be a really good example. Um, because you actually, you guys do do a lot of the same things. Like he's a money match fiend. He's, um, very friendly at tournaments, at least after the bracket. And you guys have that kind of switch, um, where afterwards you, you'll be more willing to talk to people and during it, you're still, you know, focused, um, mm-hmm. uh, tech skill practice, you know, very fast movement, all, all this stuff. So I think Wally's a, um, a better example than Layton because I think the the way Layton approaches the game um, is he he just goes on these massive streaks of entering tournaments that you know, I, I know you mentioned trying to fade away from the the holistic view at least temporarily. Um, but you know from from where he is, he is actually able to go to all those tournaments and if you were to do that, you would be sacrificing way more it, it would put you way more off balance
1: mm-hmm.
0: to pull the schedule that Layton does and um at you know at the same time Layton has gone through his own sacrifices you know he has he's going through his his, his own troubles when you do make that sacrifice so so wholeheartedly and come up short um it hurts that much more you know all the respect to him but There's that side of it too. So I really like what you said about protecting your emotions because I feel I feel I do the same thing when I you know either lose in bracket or um, you know get clutched out because of like a a simple tech flub or other things that someone who is grinding harder would would probably hit. Um, And it's hard to tell if that's healthy or not. It's it's not. It's not uh, being completely dishonest, but it almost feels like too ready of an answer. You know, mm-hmm. why, why did I lose? Oh, I mean, I go to, I work every day. I work nine to five. That's that's really hard, you know. And as I think being aware that is um, definitely something that's not common because that defense mechanism it not only helps prevent you from burnout and helps prevent you from those negative emotions that are attributed to losses, but it it makes you feel better about, you know, your career and, and your decisions over the long run and, and things you can't really turn back time on. And just, it's hard to put all of that back together into a decision of how hard to work in Melee without, you know, giving up that John, giving up the nine to five John. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a meme obviously, but like at the same time, there's, there's a, a really difficult decision of, of how to balance our time here. And, um, you know, I think that's, this is really the core of our podcast, right? Is how do we consistently go back and forth between the, the holistic view and then the melee centric view of, you know, improvement and, satisfaction and you know what are we doing here if not to still get better at the game you know it, it's it's a, it's really tough i i you know i'm in the same boat it's 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 the almighty question of the 95 melee players
1: yeah i know because it's like also important to have like how do i put it it's also important to have that balance right to make sure that you're all set and like it's important it's like not yeah it's just it's so important to have that balance work-life balance and you know knowing that melee is not the game that's like for example like with the controversy of like evo japan where like everyone has prize pots and and you know the ultimate winner gets like just a gamecube controller you know yeah, so funny so funny Um, but like you know knowing that like you know you probably will need a job you know and a career and that's honestly like really good too so that you can have more you know more variety as a person but knowing also that like work isn't an excuse for gameplay Mm -hmm. I think is the big thing and it's so easy to fall into that, that mindset right of being like like, cause like, if you say it, like, when you say it out loud, it sounds like really like. Let's take like, you know, like, whatever, like. Layden or Wally, for example. I'm like, like, and if like someone said, was like, if you heard someone be like, yeah, like I didn't make it farther, but you know, like, I, I I do my chores and and I have a girlfriend, and 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 they don't, and so like like that sounds so dumb, right? Right. And it's like sort of like the same same idea.
0: Well, the tricky part, the tricky part is that that comes up without even thinking about it. And you know, I think maybe it's a sign that we're still, I mean, we're still young. It's still like not understandable that we would put up these fronts to protect ourselves and the tricky part is to constantly be vigilant of when those come up. And then to actually internalize the feeling properly. But how, how do you internalize it properly? Because just ca- calling attention to it and saying, no, this like this is the, a good first step is to realize that, no, it's not just a, because of this. It's not just because I have to go home at a certain time or I have to wake up early. It's, it's not because of that. It, it might... But then again, it's like you have to you have to identify the actual thread that would that would lead to that situation and if there is a grain of truth in there. So for example, if you say I work a nine to five, there's no reason why you can't leverage that into a positive. If you look at it holistically, you're probably more financially secure, you probably have a more well-rounded sleep schedule, you probably get more social interaction on a day-to-day basis with your coworkers. Um, you have things to distract you from melee, which gives you that perspective. So there's a lot of benefits to that too. And so it, it's a matter, I think, and this is you know still so difficult, but it's about putting it all in perspective at some point and saying, okay, if these are my disadvantages where I don't get to play as much I, um, you know, might have other things on my mind sometimes. I might have bills to pay. You know, if you you take the negatives and then apply that to, okay, well, now I need to really find the time to play Melee and then catch up on those times, then I don't see why, with enough discipline, we can't make up those weaknesses. Because realistically... This game is so nuanced and so deep and complex that just leaning into other aspects of it would, I think, no doubt be a a really good approach for us. Like, leaning into our um, potential emotional um, maturity, right? Mm -hmm. So if we have five years on someone, then our brains are literally more complex. They're more developed. And even though, yeah, we we have to, you know, work during the day and we don't get that time to practice, um, maybe, like, I hate when this, there's someone going around that, that, I think Jank had a tweet about how dumb this is, but the whole reaction time thing, like, oh, you know, 19-year-olds have faster reaction time. That's probably not, a big factor. So if if we just address those and kind of put them to one side and then we say, all right, what huge advantages does someone in our position have? And I think you're really good at that, right? Like you've you've mentioned before how the drug fox lessons, you know, you have expendable income. You work a full time job. So yeah, put some of that money towards lessons. And then that gives you more refined you know, condensed practice that would be that, that is probably a lot better than if you spent that same amount of time, just tech skill practice, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. There are advantages of being an adult as much as there are advantages being a kid also, you know? And like, as long as your hands are okay, it doesn't really matter how long uh, you play.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Like there are, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds with hand problems. So it doesn't really matter, you know?
0: 100% agree. And I think that might be... That's. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that might be the the number one thing that would restrain practice. Um, just the speed of improvement is probably hard capped by how much uh, your hands can handle.
1: Because mm-hmm. once
0: those are gone, you're... I mean, unless, unless you play the box, shit. But even then, like, hacks had to go through surgeries. He had to take years off. Mm -hmm. It's not as simple as that. He's the exception. But, yeah, if your hands are good, there's no reason you can't be 30 years old. So, look, Dreffen's top 50. Yeah. Dreffen is a top 50 player. He has a family. He has a job. And, honestly, he's my hero. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. in a lot of the ways I want to keep in my life to keep the attitude alive that's just that's where he's at and if, if Dreffin can do it playing a chic that is very tight but not doing the fancy new stuff and still making top 50 then really I think it's just a matter of how do we find that balance ourselves how do we, we walk our own tight walk mm-hmm. and tight rope, I should say, and f- kind of get to the end. It's um, it's definitely a challenge, though.
1: Yeah, it's definitely tough, and I think you have to... It's so interesting because I feel like since the ranking period started or, like, everyone's getting re-ranked now, like, the new year, you have... I, found, I find myself being oddly more like... And this is, like, I get... Part of it's, like, relevant, but, like, irrelevant also. Like, I feel... Not because of who's ranked, but, like, just lately I've been feeling really good about my play. But it's in a way that's also, like... Okay, but I still need to, like, change everything. You know? Like, I kind of want to, like, scrap my play. And, like, I kind of understand that, like, right now needs, like... A major tune-up also like i'm very confident in what i can do right now but also acknowledge that like it's so it's such like an incomplete way of playing still you know right, right and i think that's really and i'm oddly okay with that i think the biggest thing lately is again just being like all right like we're like what's okay to aim for what do i focus on and, like, being honest with myself about, like, where I'm at at the game, and I think that's, it's so interesting how I'm reacting a lot differently to say, like, maybe even a year ago, because I'm not necessarily, like, worried about, like, getting these wins and then, like, validating my play or anything like that. I kind of know where I'm at, sort of, like, probably, like, somewhere, like, in, like, like, the, like, scraping by the top 20 of tri-state if they ever finish that PR but like at the same time knowing that if I need to go that if I want to go farther there's stuff that I have to add and then I was always thinking I always fall into um we always fall into different personal pit like holes so for me I think one is always like feeling the the need to ask what more can I be doing right like Mm -hmm. what more can I be doing like can I do more of this or more of that or what else new can I add to like my practice routine but oddly enough I came to the conclusion of like I should stop worrying about the stuff that I the new stuff that I need to do if I can't do everything that I'm just supposed to do you know and so like for example making sure that i'm doing the vod analysis that i want to do and making sure that i'm doing the solo practice that i want to do and playing the people that i want to do like making sure i do like all the basic improvement fundamental stuff first before trying to add any more new things and like being honest that like i'm not doing all of that yet you know
0: right right yeah, I mean, getting the foundation and the baseline is probably the most complex. It sounds so simple. Just, you know, get increase your floor, increase your, you know, baseline, worst play, you know, and it's so complicated. It's so ridiculously hard. Um, what I found, and this is getting a little in the weeds, but what I found is to identify which pieces of tech i am just so comfortable with um i've been practicing for the longest i it's my go-to uh the most complicated one is probably like ledge dash up tilt right like nothing more complicated than that mm-hmm. um even even like shines out of shields um i'll if i'm playing bad if i'm from if I'm on the ropes or whatever i'll do a shine out of shield like full hop instead of shine out of shield wave dash down like things like that you know just mm-hmm. the little and that's just a, a me thing it's it's figuring out what do i have that just isn't as refined and cut that out immediately and i don't know if that's a great method but it it eliminates mistakes at those times where i need to eliminate mistakes
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so that's just the, that's just one little thing that I, I try to keep in mind. Um, because, yeah, we, we can't always play good. And I think the the type of practice we do, you know, the, the more we try to introduce, like as we're introducing a new thing into our play style, the more dramatic that introduction is or, or uh, the more you try to overhaul at the same time, you know, you're just gonna. It's gonna be more of a, a growing pains. That's just the way it is. And so, I think, from my perspective, looking at at you right now, I th- um. I, I'm. I would be. Huh, I would be hesitant to change anything before Genesis, and use Genesis as a way to really try to pin down which which aspects can be removed and then go from there does that make sense Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how do you feel about that
1: um i think that like i i agree i know what you're getting at and i agree with that but i disagree with it at the same time like i think that i'm not you know in the week prior to Genesis like anything I do necessarily isn't gonna and I was talking with this with Joy Boy actually because like one of the things is like also asking for more advice from other people I think I I definitely realized that like I've been always like thinking my point of view from like a drug fox or hacks perspective but there are a lot of other players and resources I could go to Mm -hmm. um and so Joy Boy ends up being one of them uh since we end up doing a lot of match analysis together like we did um two hours of fox falcon match analysis yesterday um which was really fun um but you know and we were talking about this and he was saying a similar thing like you know the you know two one week two weeks prior to genesis like you're never that's it like however you're at, at the game like that's gonna be what you'll be at genesis you know you won't be suddenly like move from like a local threat to a like you know top 100 player in in that time and so it's really important just making sure that you can be the best version of of the player you are right now for genesis yeah, agree. and i definitely agree with that at the same time i think that genesis like that's too much for and this is for me personally that's too much weight for that's too much weight for for genesis in itself you know I think I've acknowledged that, like, anything I add now won't be reflected in my play in Genesis. But at the same time, like, I'm not playing for for Genesis in itself. You know, like, I think that adds more pressure to all the tournament sets. So I think it's not bad to sense the urgency that, like, it's still two weeks of practice that I could work on to add stuff to my game. But like not expected to show up at Genesis, you know.
0: Oh, for sure. I, th- I guess what I'm saying is, not not Genesis the tournament, but Genesis the collection of top players. And, Do you I like think... elaborate? Because yeah, I'm a little of lost. Of course. So, you're you're going to a venue for three days. I think using that as an opportunity to find a player of every top character, every, every, you know, A-tier character, um, get a money match against them and use that as sort of some sort of research. And maybe do some prep work of of the type, the, the different players you could use or what you're looking for in that matchup or, you know, something to help. But it might be interesting to focus on the full experience and all the money matches you could do and all the, all the friendlies you could have and use that as a, a big first step into this new age of, of Wasabi. You know, I know it's a little, it's a little narrative heavy and it is a lot of weight on the tournament itself, but once um, the next major even available, are you uh, pound probably right?
1: Yeah, I'll be going to pound. Cool.
0: So, yeah, I mean that's that's um, about a month and a half. Uh, it's March or is it April?
1: I think it's eight, first week of April.
0: Yeah, so two two months and yep. a, and a week. Um. That that will be the last big tournament you have. And so I think using that as like an initial. You know, you, you use it to get your homework assignments and then you do the homework for two months until, you know, the second semester test, which is Pound. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's more of like a framework and I'm more just exploring the idea because, you know, I'm not going to Genesis and I'm trying to be helpful in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's just a lot that can be derived from it. It's just a matter of, like, how do we set up our minds to <clears throat> absorb, how do we set up our minds to absorb that information the most effectively?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I am using, uh, I am planning to use Genesis as more of, like, a, a benchmark for things. But I guess, like, mm, how do I put this? Like. There'll be, like, no tournament, I think, like, is, like, gonna be, like, the, like, not until probably, like, later, like, it just doesn't feel like a tournament where it's like, okay, like, I have to do this, I have to do that, because I'm not there yet, I'm not knocking on the, on the doors yet of top 100, like, if that makes sense, I need to, you know, change the way change things in my gameplay to get there still so that's the main focus and like making sure then that from there I'm performing consistent at locals and then at regionals and going there you know becoming a player that can like once in a while take sets off of you know Slocks and Toussaint and you know I bring them close more so with Slocks. I kind of got bodied by Toussaint that hacks is that club but um you know become one of those players is the first goal you know and i think the you know road to top 100 you know funny enough to quote your your new series is that understanding that like while that is still the goal there are a few steps on the way before actually being at you know knocking on the door as you see you know some players like Nico and Joy Boy and that were doing it last year, right? Like, I think they were already at that. One could argue that they were at that level and then they improved throughout the year to really solidify it, but they were already knocking on the door, right? Like, we saw Nico beat Ty at, a year ago at Genesis, you know, and I think, I'm not saying I'm not capable of that but there is sort of this level of consistency in both of their play that you don't see from you know obviously the people that didn't make it
0: yeah i think the the challenge is figuring out how this genesis is going to you know apply to all that and so what's the benefit and this is i don't i don't know the answer to this but what is the benefit of treating genesis as a benchmark and learning opportunity rather than something that you you set as i'm going to do the best i can i'm going to beat people i'm not expected to beat i'm going to turn this into an amazing major and pick up those wins and what would be the drawbacks of treating it like that as opposed to going in with more of an open mind of this is still a stepping stone you know what i mean well
1: okay i see what you mean okay i see what you're getting at see i guess in my head like those two things are kind of one and the same you know like there's never going to be a tournament where i'm like going to be like oh well this is just like how I play and how, who I try to beat doesn't matter, you know. Sure, like like I'm projected to, you know, you know, depending on how my matches go beforehand, I'm projected to play Wizzy, uh, and so I have full intentions of trying to play my best to beat Wizzy, you know, and that doesn't change whether I'm at Genesis or at like a local, you know. I think it's more so about. Acknowledging when I say benchmark, I guess the way my mindset changes is that it hmm, how do I put this? It's acknowledging that I'm gonna play the best I be the play the best that I'm able to play at the moment, which I think at its peak, you know, maybe I can squeak out some wins on like someone on the top 100, but understanding that it's still an unfinished product that it needs refinement that it needs it needs new tools that it needs improvement and i think that's more what i mean by a benchmark and to like find and to see how it stacks up you know against the world against the other people from the other regions and and all of that but i think that when i say benchmark there isn't any less intention of trying to perform well at genesis you know right like i think we're like that's being a competitor at heart you know like there's whether or not like i was tired from Hog, say because i knew i was pushing myself to go to it because i wanted to and it was a free weekend and i really wanted to go to it like even though i knew i was tired and like the minute i committed to traveling to Hog. And was like on the road for it, like there was no intention of, you know, pre-jawning. Sort of like, well, you know, I'm kind of tired, and so let's just see how this goes. Like there was full intention to do well in that tournament, even if it didn't happen.
0: Right. Okay. Then yeah, I have no qualms with this approach. I think um. I think all it is is just putting it into an honest, you know, putting in perspective. And understanding kind of what's going on to the to the best of your ability before mm-hmm. going into it. It's not you know covering it in delusion. It's not like you know I I've seen some players that are that would go into a tournament like yo I'm just gonna beat everyone like this this is my tournament I'm just gonna beat everyone
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sometimes it works. It's weird. Sometimes like that's all some one person needs is to go in and think that they're going to beat everyone, and then that's what happens. You know, when I was talking to Toussaint, and that episode's going to be coming out soon, um, he talks about mindset as a fluid thing, where depending depending on the situation, he has a different attitude towards the game, where sometimes it's better to say, you know, I'm just here to have fun, I'm here to enjoy myself, you know, this is great, And other times it's like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to beat this guy so bad. He wants to quit. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting is I'd never thought of mindset as that. I always thought of it as kind of this overarching strategy and framework for how you think about the game, how you prepare for tournaments, how you take losses and how you deal with those last stock situations when realistically the ideal mindset is three different attitudes for those three situations. And that's just, just kind of opened up the whole thing. It's, it's a fluid, it, it's a fluid way to look at the game. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. It and, and now before major, it's like me and you, because you're going to Genesis and I'm not, um, There's like a different wavelength that we're going to be on until afterwards, which Mm -hmm. is going to be really interesting to play against those two because we have to be, you know, unless you're completely out of that attitude of, nah, you know, it doesn't matter. This is just another tournament, which I don't think you are. I think you're definitely like looking to Genesis, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Genesis, definitely. I'm looking to Genesis for sure.
0: Right. Well, then, yeah, it's, it's, there's just a different, it's almost like hormonal, you know, the, the difference in our attitudes and, um, yeah, it's interesting how that kind of comes together now. Cause I, I, f- I feel it in this conversation that, um, we're just kind of in two different mindsets right now, which is great. Good for content. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Spices is up, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, it definitely feels like Genesis. I mean, who who doesn't like get hyped and like starts gearing up for Genesis? Like, if they're actually going, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's such a big event and such an exciting one with how many people that entered melee. Like, it's gonna it's a big tournament this time, right? Like over a thousand, right? So, it's gonna be interesting. I think the biggest thing for me to remember again is acknowledging that it's a finished product like it's that it's not it's an unfinished product but like at the same time I don't think that I it's not like I don't have the ability to make waves with a few upsets either you know I think I just have to acknowledge that yeah but yeah overall like I feel solid when I play again it's just like in the long run I know that there are stuff that I'm lacking and really being critical of myself over the last few weeks have been really eye opening um, in terms of figuring out uh, in what directions that might be in. And I think I have some ideas, but we'll, we'll see how it pans out.
0: Yeah, no, man, it's, um, it's always yeah. tough. It's always tough yeah. to keep everything balanced. And whenever it's in that kind of transition of, you know for me it's it's the dichotomy of of putting pressure on myself and then going easy on myself and this weekend i felt it in real time where you know we were going to record yesterday and then you had to bail but i was up at 6 mm-hmm. on my day off and for a few hours i worked hard i uh, did did a very long writing session which was like exactly what i needed and i finished Um, the road to top 100, which really helped out my kind of scheduling, um, episode three, I should say. And then, um, you know, I felt accomplished and it was like, like 9 AM and then I took it easy on myself and just like played league for three hours. And I, and it did not, it it was not the right move. You know, it was, it it was, I treated myself as a reward. Um, and then once I played a game, I'm like, Oh, I have so much more time. And then I just like kept playing and it was, I, I regret it. Mm -hmm. And so coming down to that one decision of, okay, do we keep pushing ourselves? Do we, you know, risk burnout, which is, sounding like the boogeyman, at least to me, this, this idea of burnout, I, th- I think I'm too afraid to tickle on the edges of what mm-hmm. actual burnout is. Um, but regardless, it's still that kind of those little tiny decisions that keep coming up. And do we lean towards complacency and comfort or do we lead towards pushing ourselves and trying to do more, improve more, work harder? Um and in moments like reflection like this, it's so easy to say I should have worked harder. I should have just you know, put in one of those hours as tech skill practice instead of just goofing around online. Um but when it comes down to the moment, there's these uh, these tricks our minds play on ourselves um that that make us do these things that aren't good for us at the long term. And that's the trickiest part. When it comes down to tech skill practice, are we just doing what we're comfortable doing and feeling comfortable like, oh man, these, yeah, yep, ledge dashes, yep, okay, that's what I could do and just do that a lot and refine things we're already refining. Oh yeah, tech, uh, combos on Fox on FD, yep, I got these, let me keep doing them because it makes me feel good about myself. And <laughs> instead of cracking open that new pistachio and trying to, you know, introduce something new to our gameplay and going through that whole trial of being a beginner at something, you know, it's that resistance that will keep messing us up. And I wish I knew how to, how to break through that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's an ongoing struggle, but that's where I find myself is, is constantly leaning more towards comfort. And, um, then the, the lesson comes the next day when I regret it and have to kind of start making up for it again. Mm.
1: What do you mean by, like, how, I guess to explore it a little bit more uh, before we have to head out to work, like, how do you, like, what kind of regret do you normally, like, feel, or, like, kind of what voices do you hear yourself saying when you, you feel regret?
0: Um, well, part of it is um, in my relationship where... There, you know, we only have limited time to, to be with each other, and if I choose to play video games, that's just not healthy, and it's not being an attentive boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's definitely part of it that I regret. Um, uh, another part is when, you know, deadlines come up, you know, I could have spent that time editing the Toussaint episode, but now we might fall a little bit behind and it was totally something I could have anticipated, um, and so now I need to make up for that and work harder these next few days, when mm-hmm. I could have easily taken advantage of the free time I had, um, and I didn't simply because I looked at some work that I did as being enough work. Um, or if I go to, if I go to my sketch class and. I compare myself to the teacher, you know, we're doing pitches, we're, we're writing with each other and like sharing jokes. And the ideas that either someone else in my class has, or my teacher has are just so smart and so funny. And I feel fraudulent, you know, those, it's a lot of external factors that kind of Mm -hmm. wake me up into like, oh man, like you, you got you got work to do or, or you can really do this better or it's not directly saying that, but it's these triggers where when I'm you know, artistically satisfied or when I'm you know, I finished a smash related project and feel that um, that side of me satiated and then I don't refill that and then I feel empty later on. It's these external things that kind of pick me up. It's you know, whenever I get pissed off at Ludwig, that's when I realize I've I've stumped, come to realize that he is more of a, of a like, um, of an avatar of my own insecurity than he is mm-hmm. doing anything to me. So if I can see something of his and not be triggered by it, that's just that just means that I'm more comfortable with my own work ethic and I'm more accepting of how I've been, you know, doing the past few days. But if, you know, if, if I get pissed off and if it's like, you know, I think about it too much, then I know that, okay, I'm just not working very hard. So it's a lot of external things and I don't know how to fix that. I wish I could just recognize it on my own. Um, but this is the best I could do right now. And so That's really all I have to, like, kind of wake me back up and put me back into that attitude of, all right, man, I got to I got to start working harder, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think, like, one thing, you know, it's always interesting because I think I made this mistake in high school, too. Like, I don't know, maybe looking towards the past might help because, like, I guess in my head one of the things i noticed is like i've worked a lot for melee but like i'm not where i want to be yet and simply in my head the answer is like then i'm not doing enough and so whether you like so in my head it's like but and the same thing applied for when in in crew when i when i was working for crew and i and i thought i was working hard enough uh and i missed out on the first sort of like the top boat and like understanding that like well, it doesn't matter whether I think I'm working hard enough. Like, I need to see whether it's actually getting me where I want to be, you know? And I think acknowledging that, like, even if I think I'm working hard, I might need to do more than what I'm comfortable with, you know? And that was a mistake I made in high school that I'm aware about, you know, now that I'm trying to not sort of fall into the same trap of, you know? Right. And so maybe looking towards the past about, habits because a lot of it is just like repeats itself you know
0: yeah that's a that's a frustrating part
1: yeah and so i think like looking back and seeing what you did and where it went wrong and then and then trying something different doing it a different way might just be the might be in a you know good way to go about it
0: yeah yeah, and, and all I can really take solace in is the fact that when I was younger, I wouldn't have had that initial productive period. Um, I still would have, you know, wasted my time and played a bunch of video games and then felt like shit afterwards. That that part of the pattern remains. But the benefits of, you know, being my age now and, and you know, the lessons I've learned up to this point and have kind of internalized... Um, so that, yeah, I have productive mornings sometimes. And and then what? Like my my first goal with this new series was that I would work harder on the weekends. And that technically has happened. I've been working harder. Now it's a matter of I get it's not it's not just a matter of pushing more and doing more. It's recognizing what is my new baseline and then what is going to be that next kind of thing to strive for you know is it going Mm -hmm. to be being able to all right yeah i could reward myself with a video game or two that's fine i could play a couple rounds of league but can i do that and then step away and then recalibrate and you know maybe clean the house a little bit or do some dishes or something else that will benefit my life my relationship and just keep me moving in a positive direction rather than having these moments of kind of spinning out a little bit, wasting my time and then feeling pressured and, and not having, not having the time I need to do what I want to do. <sighs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's all incremental. It's all on the margins. Um, and um, yeah, it's just, I'm in that period where I got to put a little more pressure on myself. It's just funny how me and you have like, just complete opposite um, tendencies that have their own bits of toxicity in their own way, but we're just trying to address them, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really it. I think it's really interesting to, yeah. I mean, we're just such, we just approach it very differently and we have our own hangups from the past that are, are very different, you know? Yeah. Like I think, I'd be okay, funny enough, burning out in a blaze of glory more so, you know, than, than you would be as an example. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's really interesting. Um, though, funny enough, I am taking like, uh, like I took pretty, I took like a pretty easy break on Sunday and then I took yesterday and I'm probably going to take today off as well to kind of just like rest up and get everything ready. But. You know, I I definitely find it interesting. I think the one of the big things that switched on for me this year is actually knowing someone like very close, like uh Nico, and like two or not two, like Nico and like Swooper, who like made top one hundred and seeing like how much they had to do to get to it, especially seeing like Beat's, like trajectory, you know, because he's a very close friend of mine, and I think seeing that sort of Clear, lighten the path a little bit of how much thornier it is than I want it to be. Yeah, and and even though I don't want it to be that thorny, that's just how it is, you know. Oh yeah, and 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 I guess that's generally the feel that I've I've had because I think that especially Nico um, as a player, he's one where it's like it's more of like a, it's about goddamn ta- time. Like, let's see how much he rise this year more than, uh, you know, like he just made it to top 100, you know, like, I feel like, you know, he's just like one of those sort of players.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think that all bores itself out over time. Um, cause it wasn't like one tournament that put him in that position, you know, it was his own series, of tournaments and hard work and kind of retaining the skill that he had acquired over months and months. um, Yeah, that, that put him there. And then now it's just a matter of, you know, what else can he do? What's his career going to be like now? Same thing with all the other top 100 players, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all fluid and evolving. And that's, I think that's the most fun part is that like the top 100 is a best attempt to condense a year's worth of effort. But the second it's released, it's outdated. And yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. It's so funny. Just all right. What's next? Like who's gonna who's gonna start? Like we saw Reeve. I don't know if you saw him on Twitter. Oh yeah, I a saw him. Yeah, he beat like three players in the top seventy in the same bracket. He's like yeah,
1: Zamu, Sloks, and Polish.
0: Yeah. So it's like all right. Well, I guess he's on it. I guess he's he's making it this year. Um, if he keeps that up. And you just forget that, you know, this is just a constant battle. It's, it's all about getting those results at the right times. And, hey, if you want to check out my series, Listener, that's uh, something I'm exploring this this week. Um, mm-hmm. How it, it almost comes down more to your strategy of going to tournaments than it does, like, once you're in that skill range, you have to just put yourself in the position to get the wins, um, yeah more okay. shots on goal yeah
1: sure and smart shots of course but yeah
0: yeah exactly um, anyway I kind of have to go do you have any final words right. before we wrap up
1: Uh, nothing much I think I'll I think I'm going to HNC so I'll probably see you there
0: yeah man I'm happy we get to see each other every week pretty dope
1: yeah it's gonna be exciting There it is exciting
0: yeah oh we didn't even talk about it this week oh well
1: yeah we had a lot of else on our mind
0: true. All right. Well, catch you later, man. Have a good day at work.
1: Yeah, you too. Good luck with work. Peace.